last night with the, with the Madiman. Wow. Wow, that was special. All right, everyone got? Everyone has? Okay, so there's two pages today. Want to do something very, very special, something very important, and uh, very different than what we're used to, but this day demands it. This day definitely demands, like, uh, like I wrote to the Chaber last night, this day drills a hole in us, and now the Indian is like, what do you fill it in with? And the truth is, I, don't, I personally don't connect so much with the way that the state uh, mourns. I don't, first of all, watching these shows, like if you grew up in Israel, and you spent Yom Corona afternoon watching, the, watching TV, you, you could lose your mind, because it's program after program, uh, families describing what it was like to get the knock on the door. Like, it murder. Like murder, absolute murder, brutal murder. In fact, that's what I was thinking about last night during the tzvirah. I was—I don't know—for some reason, when the when the siren was going off, I was like just imagining that that scene coming and knocking on a family's door and you know telling them something that's going to change their their whole existence in this world forever. Um, but th- but there has to be. There has to be a tzad that even in Avelus, in the way that we mourn, the way that Yidin mourn is a different way. We, 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 we mourn through trying to also understand what to fill the, 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 the brokenness with. And today is a very, very intense day. It's a day where, like, Am Yisrael Kichlal is really, to the, for, for the most extent, pretty meuchadim, pretty much together, you know, 
mainly. Um, and I want to tune into that, and I want to see a Gemara in Pesachim, that I'm sure the Daf, the Chev and the Daf saw this not too long ago. Actually, how long was, how long was Pesachim? A few months ago? Was it a year ago? Yeah. A year ago. Uh, but since, I'm sure you all remember a year ago, obviously. So I want to look at a Gemara in Pesachim to understand a very, very important concept that we usually only speak about on Yom Kippur. And that is called Harugei Malchut. We have the Asara Harugei Malchut, the ten holy martyrs that we speak about um, in the tefillah of the, right after the Avodah of the Kohen Gadol and uh, the, on, on Yom Kippurim. And that's the horrific description of the ten holy martyrs, the Tzadikim, Tzadik Elyonim, Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Shmuel ben uh, Kohen Gadol, Rabbi Hanani ben Tradion, that for the, the, the visions, the visuals that the, were given is just, they're horrific. But there is this concept called Harugei Malchut. The ones that are murdered, the ones that are killed, B'Shem HaMalchus, the name of Malchus. Because that's really what this day is all about. So if you could look in the Gemara, it's, um, it's about um, the fourth, in the first, like before it gets wide, the fourth to bottom line. Kihad Rav Yosef, right by a star. Do you see that? Kihad Rav Yosef. So this is, a, this is a very, very fascinating Gemara. Namash. Kihad Rav, this is Psochim in Dafnun Amud Aleph. Kihad Rav Yosef, Bray Rav Yeshua. Do we have any more papers? No. Okay, just here. Yosef. Kihad Rav Yosef, Bray Rav Yeshua, Ben Levi Chalash. Ve'yisnagid. So the son, Rabbi Yosef, the son of Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi, Chalash, he got sick. Ve'yisnagid is like, he was like on his way out. Right? Ki but then he came back, he didn't die. Ki hadar. Amar my chazis. So his father, Rabbi Yeshua, says to him, my chazit, what did you see? What did you see? You were almost there. What did you see in the other world? Huh? So the first answer is, Amar olam hafuch ra'iti. I saw an upside down world. Ra'iti elyonim lemala v'tachtonim lemala. Which has so many different readings, you know, understandings, but basically that whatever we perceive to be as kilu normal, straight, is bidiuk hafuch. Amar lobni olam barur ra'ita. No, 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 you saw, actually, the clear world. Olam barur ra'ita. Um, so basically that this, this means and what about us like well, where do we Anan like Tamil Chachamim where do we fall into the picture they're like no 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 the Tamil Chachamim in this world are the ones that can call out the illusion of Hafuch they know what, what's real and what's not real and up there, they're considered, you know, Yesharim. I don't want to get into that part of the Gemara because it's really this one. The next two lines. V'shamati shayumrim, and I also heard something up there when I was up there. The son of Rabbi Yeshua says, Ah, shamati. Shayumrim, ashremi shebalekan v'talmudo beyato. Praiseworthy is the person that when they show up here to the next world, they have their Talmud in their hand. What does that mean? That when they were down here in this world, they spent their time learning. And when they come up to the world, they don't feel so naked. They don't feel so foreign. They don't feel like such a stranger because they, they, they actually are acquainted a little bit with what's tachlis and what's happening up there. 
because this is our connection to the next world. If, okay, that's, another, that's one thing. So again, and then he said, oh, but I heard, I heard one more thing. This is crazy. I heard one more thing. So I heard that when it comes to Harugei Malchut, holy martyrs, nothing and no one can come close to that. En Adam Yachol Lamod Satan means whatever level of holiness you think anyone can reach in this world, Harugei Malchut is something that is untouchable. So the Gemara is saying, well, who, who, does that, who falls into that category? Uman, you know. So are we just speaking about like Rabbi Akiva and his and his chaverim, his chabura, like we just spoke about? These are who the Gemara is referring to as Harugei Malchut Vetulo. That means and there's no one else. But he says no. Ela Harugei Lud says no. We're actually referring to people like Harugei Lud. Now, in order to understand who Harugei Lud is, there's another Gemara in Tainus. Does Rashi bring it down here? Yeah, you see Rashi Harugei Lud. It's like um, I don't know. It's it's a, this this print doesn't really help us. I'm just going to read the Rashi. Who were Harugei Lud? The ones that were killed in Lud. Shnei Achim Ayu. I think their name was Lulanius and Papius, something like that. The two two interesting names Ayu. Shemasru Atzman al Israel, Shehodu al Atzman Harigat Bat Melech, Shayu Metilinota al Kol Yisrael. These two Harugei Lud were two people, two Yidin, that were pretty shvach, Yidin, as, as what we would call, as what we would seem to be, you know, famous, like real Halig, as Yisra Yidin. But there was a Bat Melech that was killed in the region that they were living in. And the Gzera was, we're killing all the Yidin for doing this until the people come up and say, no, it was us. These two, for whatever reasons, how they got the Messias Nevishvirs, they said, no, 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 it's us. And then what ended up happening? They were killed. And they saved the rest of Am Yisrael in the region. So Harugei Malchut is someone that actually chooses to give up their own life, even if they're not, even if they don't really understand why they're doing it, even if the rest of their life doesn't add up to why they're doing it. That's considered what what, Rabbi Yish, what the son of Rabbi Shulam Levi says. This Rabbi Yosef says, "And kol This is higher than anything in the world that we could imagine. It's nothing that we understand. You know, this last Friday night, I'm sure you found out about it after Shabbos. I think it happened when Shabbos came in already. There was this Yidla, Russian Yidla. I, don't, I can't even pronounce his name. It was an interesting first name, right? And uh, he was in the booth in the Mishma going into Ariel. He was like the guard going into the city of Ariel. And... I doubt this Yid ever heard of a word called Mesilat Yisharim. I doubt, I doubt if he ever heard about Bavli or Yerushalmi. But what's crazy is that he put himself into a position to be killed by, by guarding Yidin, that according to what this Rebbe Yosef, the son of Rebbe Shreel bin Levi, heard in Shamaim, no one and nothing comes closer. Nothing can touch that level of Kedusha. There's nothing holier in the world. Nothing holier in the world than that. It's crazy. Nothing holier in the whole world. 
we say it's the same level when someone intentionally puts himself on the line and someone wasn't intentional. Like when it happened upon someone when they wouldn't think it would happen to them, as opposed to maybe someone that puts himself in situations like No, that. because they're both killed Al-Kiddush Hashem. So, I mean, if you're walking down the street, like we've seen so many different situations where people are just walking down the street, and a mechabel comes and slashes their throat, chas or whatever it is, why is he doing it? Like, why is the person getting killed? Because he's, he's a Jew. Same category. So you're asking about, like, whether he gets more of a, like... If it's like, how you... At the end of the day, this falls under Harugay Malchut. You know, in terms of how we approach life, maybe the person that's putting himself in that position, but you know, it's like, you know, we look at ourselves, we're like, okay, how many chavri here went to the army? But the people that are living in America are looking at us and saying, what do you mean? That's, that's not the question. You're all putting yourselves, you're defending the whole world by being Am Yisrael that's living in Eretz Yisrael. You're also putting yourself on the front line. Everything's a matter of proportion, how you look at that question. But I wanted us to see how the Gemara and Psachim here describes to us that en shum there's nothing that can come close to this. Nothing. Nothing. Now, I want you to look now at this next page here. Oh, you have it? You guys have? You have two? Yeah. I want you to look at it inside. Let's understand a little bit this concept of, of where it comes from, this, this level of holiness, where these chayalim akdoshim, these holy soldiers... What are they tapped into, whether they realize it or whether they don't realize it? And don't start don't asking me, Shaila's like, about what about the non-Yidin that are getting killed in the army? I don't have an answer for that, so here right now. I can just imagine that they're sitting way up there as well. And we've had a few instances, like this last few, uh, this last terror wave, where there was especially that guy that was on the motorcycle in Bnei Brak. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. The, let Eliyahu come and explain that one as well. Okay, so the Ben Ishchai says like this. Chachamenu amru b'chol nafshecha. What does it mean? La'aftat Hashem lo'kecha b'chol v'avcha v'chol nafshecha v'afilu hu notel et nafshecha v'kach tzarich, even if, it's, if your soul is being taken from you, v'kach tzarich lechaven b'kriyat shma. This is what you, the kavana has to be in kriyat shma, like we learned with Rav Tzaidi a few weeks ago. Ya'arich b'dalet de'echad. It's a little bit difficult, and he was talking about how it's actually difficult to learn on that letter Dalid, but why should you be Marich in the letter Dalid? At that moment, and the Noam Alimelech speaks about this in terms of, like, similar to what we're doing with Piyasetznet, of the visualization, to visualize yourself being ready to be an Avram Avinu Jew and throw yourself into a furnace, if that's what it took at that moment, Al-Kiddush Hashem. And that's the kavana of Echad, of bringing, now we're going to see in a second, why Dafka Echad, why do you think Dafka, the kavana there, is on the letter, on the word Echad? Shema Yisrael Hashem Lakein Hashem Echad. And that's the kavana a person should have during Kriyat Shema. Now, I wanna, now, now let's learn something inside, by the Arizal, but let's try to put things into context. What does it mean whenever we say l'shem yichud kut shabrichu What does it mean that there's like a zivuk between us and Shemaim? On a very, very like non-esoterical level, just for us to understand something, like if we had to like imagine, just take like 
two pieces right now. What we're trying to do from the moment we're born until we take off in this world and the tzaddikim are continuing to do this in the next world, we're trying to bring oneness into the world. We're trying to bring a keshe, our kaima. Keshe We're trying to connect ourselves really, really strongly to the Ratzana Elyon, to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. L'shem yichud kutsha brichu. Echad. Shema Yisrael Hashem Elkeinu. Hashem Echad. The problem is, it's because of the bilbulim of this world and the klipot of this world, it is so difficult to feel and know that really we are absolutely connected to the emet and to the Ratzana Elyon. And that's why whenever we do a mitzvah, which is the closest we can get to like connecting, because it's a mitzvah, is basically a love letter from Hashem saying, listen, do this, this, is, this is, gets to my heart. So even there, you know, by Hasidim it's very big, before davening, before mitzvahs, l'shem yichud kuchabrichu shchinte. Like, you know, in Sefirah Sa'omer, I don't know how if you say it in your Nusach, try to say it here every, whenever we daven here, l'shem yichud kuchabrichu shchinte. Even though we don't understand what that exactly means, that there's a yichud, there's a unification between the Ribbonah and the Shechina, which dwells amongst Am Yisrael, what that, what that means on our level, hopefully, is that what we're doing is actually causing a connection between heaven and earth. But it's so, so hard. It's such a hard thing. And it's such a hard, hard thing to hold on to. Except certain moments which bring a connection between the heavens and the earth, like when was the world, when was the first time the heavens and the earth were mamish connected? In Tobol. Huh? When was Tobol? Since then. Before? Har Sinai. Vayered Hashem al Har Sinai. Moshe Allah el Elohim. That was the heavens and the earth connected. How long did that last for? So some say, you know, we already learned the machloket about that. Some say it lasted for two dibrot. Some say it lasted for one word, Anochi. Some say it lasted while Maishu Rabbeinu said the Ah of Anochi, because it's such a powerful thing, right? Since then, not only has it not lasted, the Kedusha of Har Sinai, there is no Kedusha of Har Sinai anymore. That moved. Where did that move to? How crazy it is if we look up here, if where we're sitting, we could actually see the place where it rests now. To feel that, to bring that down in the world, is what we're going to be discussing right now. Labriut. So the Arizal, we never really learned the Arizal. Arizal Shara Kavanot. The Arizal says like this. Give strength to God. His pride is on Am Yisrael. Pirush. It seems, kiviachol, very important to use that word, kiviachol, as if, that the way God created the world is that He needs help and strength from our ma'asim down here. The malchut, the shechina, the malchut in the world, the malchut of Hashem, has sort of fallen, and he says, because of how we haven't been getting it right all these years. And when this shechina, when this zivug, when this 
And this oneness wants to go back up. It needs to be through our merits and through our good deeds. Ki avonotenu mapilimota kivyachol. Because our avonot, way we've gone wrong, brings it down, brings the malchut down, so to speak. Uschuyotenu maalimota. And our schuyot bring it back up. When I say up and down, I'm talking about, really think about, think of, think of an imagery level, think about distance between like the yichud that happens, that should happen between us and the Ribbon Hashanah Our avonoteinu bring it, you know, it's mavdilit, it marchikit, and our schuyot can be, are the only things that can bring it back together like this. Okay? Is that sort of clear? Therefore, Ata, to tell you the truth, Arizal says, The only way this really happens, that there's this reunification, this chibur again, it can only happen if we have complete tzadikim, asher nishmotehem kdoshot uteolot, sheyesh lehem koach ad mekom ima ila. Now that means that highest level of Shechina in, in Aramaic, in, in, in Kabbalistic uh, terminology. We're talking about, unless we have like complete tzaddikim, that their neshamas are so pure and holy, that they have the koach to come back and cause this, this, this unification to take place. And like the Zohar explains elsewhere, through them the malchut of Hashem will once again go up into the world. Ki Yisrael nikra'in gadfin deshechinta. Am Yisrael are called, what's gadfin? Trey gadfin. You know what gadfin is in Aramaic? Gadfin is wings. Gadfin. Ki Yisrael nikra'in gadfin deshechinta lehalota lemala. We are called the wings of Shechina. The Shechina rests on our wings, and the more we go up, the more we take the Shechina back up with us, where it belongs, causing a unification, being together. The Arizal says, it's almost impossible to do this if we're not really put together. Like he said before, tzadikim, gmurim, v'tehorim. It's almost impossible to do this very, very monumental avodah. And by the way, folks, this is why the galut is still happening. And I know everyone's like insanely excited, Yom Atzmaut and everything, and we're out of Galut. Let's put things into proportion. The type of out of Galut that we're looking forward to has not happened yet. Fragments of it have begun to happen. But the type of Galut we're speaking about is something so much more grand, and it's on the way, but it's something, it's something much more deeper. Umitarech, for this reason, the Galut is mitakev umitarech. Because we don't have the type of people that can go into this place and their level of Avodat Hashem and their level of Tara and Gdusha that whenever they do a mitzvah, they're causing like a complete reunification again between us and Hashem, causing the Malchut of Hashem to go up. If there were those amongst us that can act like this, that can live like this, guess what? Then they would have done it. That's what they're busy here in this world, trying to accomplish. Ach ata bizmaneinu ba'avonotenu arabim. 
אין יכולת לעשות האיחוד הזה כתיקונו למעלה. But right now, due to where we're at, we don't have the ability to do this ייחוד and to cause this תיקון up there like it needs to be done. ולסיבה זו הקץ מתארך. Remember, when did Ariza live? 16th century, נכון? So he's writing these things 600 years ago. He says 600 years ago, ולסיבה זו הקץ מתארך. וכמעט רוב הרעות והצרות הבאות על האדם באות לסיבה זו. Most reasons, most things that come on to man, that befall man and woman, that cause pain, and make them feel neglected by God, which is what most of our pain is all about. Feel neglected and forgotten by Hashem. That we're trying so hard, and yet it seems like God is saying, I'm not really interested, I don't really care. Most of these inyanim that we're speaking about, he's saying, comes because... As good as we are and as much as we're trying, it doesn't really, it doesn't really bring, bring this unification like we're trying to do. This Hashem Echad. Omnam, bottom paragraph in the Arizal. Im kol yesh k'tzat tikkun. There is a little bit of a tikkun. Bema shenimsor lafshenu al kiddush Hashem b'chol lev. Mesirut nefesh is the only thing that can really bring back of this unification with all, with, with, with all, with all your heart. Let's say we have no ma'asim tovim. That means we were like the, grad, the, the graduates of the school of Pesha, of bad boys. The, right? Hine al mesirut nafshenu leharigah. When you're most of your nefesh, that your life is taken from you, not voluntarily. I'm talking about like the, the state of life that you're in that causes you to be in this situation. All these things that cause us to be distanced and to not feel the unification, all that is mitkaper. And this and this opens the gates for us then to go all the way back, all the way up to Ima Ila'a, that's the Shekhinah, that means the highest level of, of where, it's, where there's clarity, there's oneness, and there's Shalom Al Yisrael. כמו שאמרו חז"ל, גדולה תשובה שמגעת את כיסא הכבוד, שנאמר שוב בישראל על השם אלוקיך. You know, these last words in the Arizal, I want to explain it like this. What's Yom HaZikaron? Like, what, what, what is Yom HaZikaron? What's the pneumiyoti of Yom HaZikaron? It's not only going to a tekes and remembering someone that gave their life. The people that were affected by those that left the world, that gave their life, their whole metziyut is Yom HaZikaron. They don't need Yom HaZikaron to, to be in Yom HaZikaron. After they get that knock on the door, they don't need sirens. They don't need monuments. They don't need any of these things. Their, their whole existence is like this. What's Yom HaZikaron? What's the soul of Yom HaZikaron for us? The Arizal just told us that when someone gives their life Al-Kidush Hashem, what they, what they basically cause for Am Yisrael is a complete kapara. It's a complete cleansing from all the things that separate us from clarity and oneness with Hashem. So are we taking advantage? Are we taking advantage of the gateways that have been made completely clear and wide open from the Kiddush Hashem that has been 
unfortunately taking place from those that have given their lives. You know, after, um, I guess this happened quite often as a teenager where we would go to, uh, when I was a teenager here in Israel, it was the beginning of the bus bombings. It was very big back then. Mr. Rich, were you here those years? Yeah. No. You're in and out, but around, yeah. Yeah. Was it? You were a student in ninety-six, right? Much around there. Yeah. And the the now you can't blame you can't blame anyone, but the militant headspace says, "Oh, they got us. Now we're going to be even more, you know." F- I wish this was the case, but like I, now we're going to be even more for more offensive, more this, and never again, never again, never again. And as as, as much as we've tried, we've seen there's still holes in this never-again consciousness. Um, but one thing that like, they never explained to us on Pneumius is that when a Yid's life is taken, Al-Kiddush Hashem, like, imagine how that happened after the six million. Like, what were the gates that opened after the six million? We're trying to think of one chayal, right? Take it, the six million, that they're all killed Al-Kiddush Hashem. I'm going to read the words of the Arizal again. Afilu en banu shuma asim tovim v'yishanu yad la'afli. Even if we have nothing good in us, and we've done only bad, like a person does nothing good, the guy's never put on tefillin in his life, the woman has no idea there's such a thing called Taras HaMishpacha. Nothing, there's nothing, they have nothing in them. But their soul was taken from them because they're Jewish, and they were defending, in our situation of today, they were defending Eretz Yisrael. The Arizal says, At that moment, so on the one hand, I look at them and I'm saying, Kodesh Kodeshim, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. But their souls are looking back at us and saying, what do you guys think? Kodesh Kodeshim, take advantage. Take advantage. We didn't choose to, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't voluntarily choose Chas V'Shalom. This happened to us, we can uh, on, a human, on a human level, we would never have put this, you know, the souls, speak. we would never have caused this pain to you, to our families. Chas v'shalom. Not for a second. But right now, today, Yom HaZikaron, if the whole consciousness of the Am is thinking about what the Arizal says, it means we're, we're remembering, we're mourning, we're sanctifying the memory of those that brought about a complete kapara and a reunification between us and the Kadosh Baruch Hu. How that works, why that works, we'll never understand. We don't understand these things. But the question is, on a previous level, Yom HaZikaron can be the deepest, deepest day of Kabbalat Ol Malchut Shamayim. The deepest. And if Yom HaZikaron was the, is the deepest day, of Kabbalat Om Malchut Shamayim, then Yom Atzma'ut is so much holier in its celebration than whatever it is until now. You know that Orot Zait, tomorrow morning, they're davening nates, and they're having a Yom Shel Torah. Hours, Rabbanim coming in. One of my favorite rabbis is coming in. Tomorrow he's speaking at 10 o'clock. Rav Erez Moshe Doron, we've learned him before. Rav Erez Moshe Doron is speaking 10 o'clock, Orot Zait. We'll see how long we go here with Halo and everything. Hopefully I plan to make it. Yomaz, because, because if I just went through a real visualization of the mikvah that Yomaz Zikaron's memory brings onto me, how could I not go inside it? How could I not go inside it? 
Now this last piece of Vitania over here is a piece that, that, um, that many of us have seen many times. Perek Yudchet, we'll learn it. This piece basically explains to us how could it be that you have people that don't know the difference between Aleph and Beis and they're ready to be killed? Now, I have a friend that he works very much in the army. They don't let him so much. He tries to. Because he tries to bring consciousness into Chayalim to explain to them why they're willing to be killed. Why are they willing to be killed? They have to, like, it's a very important thing. Why are you willing to give your life? Besides just like some kind of national pride. Because I could fill someone with national pride if they realize that their roots are Romanian and they'll go be in the Romanian army if there even is such a thing, right? But why, how, how is a Yid able to do, to act the way, the heroic that they act? You know, there was someone that I grew up with in Ranana. He was a few years older than me. But I remember him. He lived around, the, he lived like two blocks from me. And I remember, I have a clear vision of him doing his army tra- training before he was drafted. Because the, the ballpark where we would play ball in the school had those, um, you know, those, uh, what do you call it? The, the, the pull-ups, right? Chin-ups. And he would come late at night, and he would, after running for hours, he'd go, he'd do the chin-ups. I'll never forget this. This Yid, his name was Roy Klein, Hashem Bikom Damo. I'm sure you've heard of him. This Yid was a mefaked that went into Lebanon. And before jumping on a grenade, saving his Yechida, he screamed, Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad. Where does it come from? Where does this come from? Mazen. Mazen. Where does it come from to jump on the grenade? Where does it come from to bring Shem Havaya? Shem, Shem Havaya, Yichud Havaya, Yichud at that moment. Where, where does it come from? So the Alter Rebbe says like this. V'achen afilu kal shebakalim u'poshei Yisrael mosrim nafsham al-kudoshat Hashem al-arov. He says, even, even the most, like, even he's saying soldiers that have no idea about Yiddishkeit, that you see they're willing to give their life. Where does it come from? Besovlim inuim kashim shelolichpor ba'ashem echad, and they suffer tremendous, tremendous afflictions as long as they don't be kofer in the concept of what Hashem echad means. Ve'af im hemburim ve'amehaaretz ve'en yodim gedulat Hashem, and even if they really aren't holding, like we said before, holding meaning in dat Torah. And even a little bit that they do know, they don't introspect, they don't go deep into it. Uh, sorry. They, 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 they're willing to, to, to give their lives without any even deep dat or hitbonenut of looking into the matter as to why. Lulius and uh, Papianius, those two, Anshei Lud, the Gemara Mpsachim said. The Gemara was trying to tell us that they really weren't holding in anything, but they knew this is not something that can happen. And they just did it, and they gave their lives. Without, without any real explanation. Because really, Dr. Rebbe says, this concept of Hashem Echad illuminates and enlivens the whole soul through the Chochmah of it, which I don't want to get into right now, but the real Chochmah here is Lemala Minadad Vasechel Amusag Mamuvan. Because within every single one of us, as much as we have to work on filling our mind with that, 
Chochma Bina Vadat. There is this chamber which is untouchable and it's accessible. Generally, it's accessible though when you're willing to be Mosa, your Nefesh. Now, I heard from Rib Shlomo the following thing. He said that it's brought down in the Sifri and the Kubalim that each person that comes to this world, in order to not come back again, meaning in order to finish your Tikkun and not have to come back again in another Gilgul, because that's heavy. It's a very heavy thing. And obviously it's clear to you that you know, none of us are here for the first time. Whether you had like visions of being in the Holocaust as a little kid or whatever, none of us are here for the first time. I know it's not stuff we generally talk about, but none of us are here for the first time. But he said that the Bukubalim say that in order, in order to make sure that you never come back, you have to be either willing to die Al-Kiddush Hashem or die Al-Kiddush Hashem. So, millions of people have already died Al-Kiddush Hashem, causing this tremendous unification, cleansing in Am Yisrael. So I think what's left for us, our Midah today, is chas v'chalila, don't try to find a way to die Al-Kiddush Hashem. God forbid. Hope no one is getting any of that from what I'm saying. But on the schluss of those that did die Al-Kiddush Hashem, the way they did, we have a chiyuv, to understand in our own lives what it means to be ready to be Moser Nefesh for Am Yisrael. And that can boil down to the most basic things. The most basic things. I don't think that more vorts on Achdus and Avas Hashem is going to change anyone's life anymore. I think that these, these, these vorts, these, they're coming out of our ears like we hear them nonstop, right? We hear this, this kind of talk nonstop. Whatever it means in your life, you have to dive into Hashem, please reveal to me what, it, what does it boil down to in my life that I'm muchan limsor my nefesh for Am Yisrael. This is the avoda of Yom HaZikaron. It's the avoda of every day, but the headquarters of it is Yom HaZikaron. And that's what makes this day that much more meaningful, deep, and also demanding. Very, very demanding. So, b'schus akdoshim ha'elyonim, each of us have friends. Each of us knew people. Last night in the Tekkes, the beautiful Tekkes we had here, I was thinking the four people that were spoken about, we have, we have a semi-personal connection to, to all of them. But everyone has, everyone has someone. Everyone has someone that, that you're somehow connected to, related to, you knew of, you heard of. This is the, and unfortunately that list keeps on getting stronger, uh, longer, not stronger, keeps on getting longer. What was the number Michal said last night? 20,000? 24,068? 24,068? Rabbi Akiva students. Huh? From Midjan. From Midjan, so that's 24,000. Right, yeah, Nachon, Nachon. They say also, then again by Tamid Rabbi Akiva, and now we're at this number. So we shouldn't have to need any more numbers to... to, to, Huh? Hashem Yisbarach, maybe we're done. It should be done, and it should be a shmira. Hashem Yisbarach, you see your chayalim doshim, they're ready to give their life for all of us every single day. That should be enough of their tikkun. They shouldn't have to give their life. But it works both ways. We have, to, we have to serve just as hard as they're serving. Willing to give their lives, we have to serve just as hard. Willing to understand what it's worth to give our life for today, to be Yid in Eretz Yisrael. Yom Tov, everybody.